The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Director of Outreach Ministry at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I'm the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister. Christ Universal Temple was founded in 1956 by the legendary Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. Check us out when you're in the area or online at www.cutemple.org every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Central Standard Time for our live stream. Today's show is about spiritual healing. Actually, today I will be going through the fundamental principles of spiritual healing to begin a seven-week series on spiritual healing. It is important to remember that the New Thought Movement was created originally as a healing movement, and it evolved into what we would now call a religious movement, that the, uh, the person that's considered the founder of New Thought uh, Phineas P. Quimby was a spiritual healer. Many of his students became the people who started the various Christian metaphysical movements. Um, you have, you know, a person like Mary Baker Eddy who started Christian Science, which is uh, another brand of Christian metaphysics that focuses primarily on spiritual healing. And many of his other students end up teaching people, and students of hers taught people, and it evolved into what we now call New Thought. What's important to remember is that there are fundamental principles that are taught uh, in New Thought and other various spiritual healing movements that, when understood, bring about the manifestation of what we call health. So today we're going to talk about the truth about God, and we're going to answer six basic questions. The six basic questions are, what is spiritual healing? What is spiritual healing? Um, what is spiritual healing as espoused by New Thought? What is the foundational principle of spiritual healing? Is New Thought against medical science? What is the essential character of God? What is God's will? So today, we're not going to talk a lot about man and particularly about the body a lot today because over the course of the seven weeks, we're going to deal with a lot of subjects. We're going to talk about um, the spirit within. We're going to talk about how consciousness works. We're going to talk about speaking the word. We're going to talk about prayer. We're going to talk about Jesus and going to some of his healing miracles to 
to extract the principles from them. We're going to talk about spiritual mind treatment. We're going to really do this well. The number seven in Hebrew is the number of completion. So we're going to have seven lessons on spiritual healing. So when a person goes back and listens to these shows uh, in the archives, they can say, okay, if I wanted to really understand the principles of spiritual healings, this will give me a fantastic base to build upon. Now, to start off with the, the first question, what is spiritual healing? Spiritual healing is the, is the healing that is manifested through the realization of our spiritual nature, of our oneness with God. It is the healing that is based upon your faith in the innate goodness and wholeness of God. See, it's important that we realize what it, what it is and what it isn't because spiritual healing in its purity needs no aids in its purity. Now, when we start talking about spiritual healing, it's important to realize why we seek healing in the first place. And I wanted to quote something from Charles Fillmore because I think it is so good that it needs to be quoted. And he says, health is the normal condition of all things. And there is a fundamental principle of health or harmony of structure pervading all forms. Health is not something that has to be manufactured from without. It is the very essence of being and therefore enduring and universal as God is. Everybody recognizes that health is fundamental in being, and that is therefore the only orderly state of existence, yet not all use this knowledge for sustaining health. Now, let's stop and go back. When he said health is the normal condition of all things. Now, that's important because what he's saying is everything was created to function harmoniously. Everything is created to function harmoniously. And when we understand that principle to be out of alignment with harmony means that we're actually out of alignment with how we were created to function. See, it is normal to seek health. It is normal to seek well-being because health and well-being is the natural state or condition of all things, not just human beings, all things, whether that's the trees, whether that's your crop, whether that's animals or whatever. Health is the normal condition of all things, the harmony of structure. He calls it the fundamental principle of health. Everything was created to be whole. Everything was created to function properly. Things only become out of harmony because something is interfering, whether that's in consciousness, that's expressing through the biology as, as some type of inharmony. Or the things that we do to our own body sometimes that are not in alignment with the laws of harmony or, or the laws of good health. He also says, to repeat this one more time, everybody recognizes that health is fundamental in being. Now, he capitalized the word being because he wanted to make sure that everybody understood that the word being means God. Everybody recognizes, recognizes that health is fundamental in God. So to be in alignment with truth, to be in alignment with God, 
one of the manifestations or fruits of the spirit is health. Now, this is very important. Now, when you start talking about spiritual healing as espoused by New Thought, which was the second question, New Thought, because it doesn't believe in symbols, doesn't believe that outer aids um, help. You know, people have different things that they do uh, to, to create health, and all those things are great. Anything that promotes wholeness and healing is of God. But whether it's the concoction, whether it's the medicine, whether it's the exercise, whatever, only thing it's doing is activating the natural healing life that is already within the body, already within the intelligence of every cell in your being. Therefore, whether you're using yoga or you're using mind treatment or you're using, uh, you know, the, the vitamins, it's still activating the life force that's within you. But from a new thought perspective, working with the consciousness and eradicating the causes of illness, sickness, and inharmony in consciousness, in the mind, eradicating beliefs, attitudes, and feelings that are out of alignment with truth is the methodology that new thought uses because we try to be permanent. In other words, if you want to get rid of the weeds, you have to pull them out at the root. So new thought tends to say, focus on the root. Don't focus on the outer stuff. Let's focus on the roots. The roots are the thoughts, the feelings, and the beliefs that I hold in consciousness that interfere with the harmonious expression of divine truth in my life. Now, what is the foundational principle of spiritual healing? Well, that's pretty easy. If we look at this from a biblical perspective, the first chapter of Genesis, which is an allegory explaining the, the creation or the ideation of the universe, it says after every day, God created and it was good. God created and it was good. God created and it was good. God created and it is very good. Now, this is important because we believe that if it's in the beginning, God, then if then and God named it good. And when I was created in the image and likeness of God, and when you were created in the image and likeness of God, you were created or brought forth or manifested out of the fundamental goodness of the universe, which is God. So, so if I am created in the image and likeness of God, which we'll deal with a lot next week, then I am created out of universal goodness. So if in the beginning God, then that means that that which God manifests or expresses out of itself is like it in nature, which brings me to the next question, because I'm going to save the last, the, is New Thought Against Medical Science is the last question. What is the essential character of God? Because we say if we're created in the image and likeness of God, and God created this universe to be harmonious and health is the natural condition of all things, then we need to really address the nature of God, the central character of God. I want to read this from an old Unity book, uh, Foundations of Unity. It states that the nature of anything is its essential character. Therefore, the nature of God is absolute good, the unchangeable, impersonal, eternal truth, standing under all creation with absolute integrity. I'm going to read that once more. 
The nature of anything is its essential character. Therefore, the nature of God is absolute good, the unchangeable, impersonal, eternal truth standing under all creation with absolute integrity. Now, why is this important? Because when we say that if God's is God's character or nature is absolute good. And the reason why the term absolute good is used is because that means it's not the relative good and evil that we think, you know, something's good, something's bad, up, down, left, right, etc. Absolute good means that it is self-existent. It is beyond relativity. God is the nature of absolute good just means that God is. And because God is, all that is like God is like God in essential character. So when we express these things, these characteristics of God, these absolute good characteristics, characteristics of God, they show up in our lives as harmony. Now, I want to read something else from this book because this is beautiful, essential character of God, because we need to get this. It says God is not a person. If we attempt to personify God, we set him apart from us. I don't believe in God as a him, but this is the quote. God is not a person having qualities or attributes. He is all good. God is spirit, being the everywhere present mind, teeming with living ideas, qualities, or attributes such as life, love, power, wisdom, substance, joy, strength, plenty, and every good thing. Every good thing. So, when we seek good or we seek harmony or we seek to express divine order in our lives, we can't go outside of ourselves and try to get it from other people, from jobs, from conditions, from anything that, you know, shopping or whatever. We have to go and touch the spirit of God within our own selves, our true nature, which is one with God, because when that happens, it expresses as wholeness. This is healing. Again, today I'm only dealing with the foundational things. What is true about God? Because this was this was will, will set the the template for what I will be teaching in the upcoming weeks. It's a quote from Charles Fillmore, who's when he said, "Then let us dismiss the thought that God is a man, or even a man exalted far above human characteristics. So as long as the concept of a man God exists in consciousness, there will be." Lack of room for the true concept, which is that God is first cause, the principle from which flow all manifestations. So God is the cause. God is the the cause of the universe. God is the uncauseless cause. God is the beginning. God is the end. God is the middle. And scripture says God is the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end, the first and the last. And that's the first fundamental thought or belief we have to understand to express spiritual healing. That it's God, God, God only. God, God, God. Because our minds will try to tell us that there are things and powers outside of the presence and power of God that can interfere with the wholeness of God. And that can't be true if God is that which is unchangeable, impersonal, and eternal truth standing under all creation with absolute integrity. Now, somebody might th- out there might be saying, well, 
Well, if this is the case, how come I'm not expressing that? How come I'm not manifesting that? We'll deal with this in more detail in a later show, but we don't necessarily express what we are. We express what we are aware of. One of the things that we talk about in New Thought is the primary cause of suffering, which after this first break, I'm going to get into in great detail because that'll uh, align us with the conversation about what is God's will. But what I want you to really, really get from this is that God is whole, perfect, and complete, and God's essential nature or character manifests as what we call the universe, spiritual and material. It's all God. And that fundamental belief and understanding is the first key, because when you can see God in an experience, you transform the experience. Jesus said, blessed are the pure in heart, subconscious feeling nature, belief system. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Now, that's metaphorical language because God doesn't have a body. God is spirit. God is not a person. Therefore, how do you see God? You see God when you have the consciousness of wholeness in everything you look at. So when somebody else might walk into the hospital room and see a, a, a person with a sick body or a diseased body, you see God. When somebody else sees lack and limitation, you see God. When somebody see, else sees in harmony and discord, you see God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Now, I would like you to call in to 888-558-6489. 888-558-6489. Call in. If you have questions or comments, I would like to hear from you. Uh, also, I wanted to let you know that Unity is doing a cruise, and you can go to unity.fm forward slash cruise. Check it out. Call the number that's on the website once you uh, log on, and let them know either through email or over the phone that Reverend Galen sent you. Also, if you want to hear me speak, you can also show up at Christ Universal Temple or log on to the website, www.cutemple.org. I'll be speaking with the senior minister, Reverend Derek B. Wells, and my buddy, Reverend Roderick Norton. We used to call ourselves the Young Lions back in the day uh, and doing a, a lesson called the Master Demonstration. So anyway, so as we go forward, when we come back from the next break, we will talk about the primary cause of suffering, and then we will deal with God's will. And we'll be right back with Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell.
You're listening to Unity Online Radio. This programming is made possible through the generous love offerings of listeners like you. If you feel spiritually fed by this programming, we invite you to contribute. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Anytime a situation seems confusing or hopeless, most likely I am viewing it from a perspective of human limitation. Instead, I have the innate power to see any circumstance from a spiritual perspective by turning to God in prayer. If I am seeing only problems and not solutions, illness and not wholeness, lack and not abundance, I sit quietly in the silence and reestablish my oneness with God, affirming wisdom, wholeness, and abundance. I begin to see things differently, at one with infinite possibility. I scale the heights of human awareness and view the world as from above, expressing oneness with God in all that I think, say, and do. I allow my spirit to soar. This inspirational message is brought to you by Daily Word. Daily Word, inspiration, and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. Give Daily Word to yourself or friend, and give the gift of hope, joy, peace, and encouragement. Order your subscriptions today, online at dailyword.com. turning five this year and we're throwing the biggest bash of all a cruise to the caribbean november 10 through 17 2012 we'll celebrate in style aboard holland america lines eurodam with sunshine fine dining and a selection of island excursions at beautiful ports of call in the eastern caribbean plus feed your spirit with music message and meditation Your favorite hosts will be there, and we hope you will join us too as we celebrate five years of spiritual programming at Unity Online Radio. For more information, visit www.unity.fm forward slash cruise. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. I'm your host, Reverend Galen McDowell, and we have a caller online, uh, Reverend Bobby. How are you doing? How are you this morning? I'm excellent, excellent. Good to hear from you. Uh, well, hey, do you have a question or a comment? Well, you know, as you were talking about spiritual healing and really laying down the principle, it just brought me to a definition in the revealing word. That's my favorite definition that I wanted to share and hear uh, what you had to say about it as far as how it uh, fits in and comes in line with spiritual healing and harmonious uh, lifestyle. Okay, cool. The, the definition is Father Principle. It's in the Revealing Word, and it reads, The exact 
and immutable principle of being, lying back of all existence as cause and approachable only along lines of perfect law. It is omnipresent and is not subject to change or open to argument. And I was wondering how that definition fits in with the truth of our being that you were speaking of at the top of the program. Well, again, earlier I talked about the, that which is unchangeable, eternal, impersonal. And this is saying the exact same thing. It's exact and it's immutable. There is no argument about the fact or the truth that God or being or principle lies back of all existence as cause. You know, even uh, scientists are realizing that if you take a microscope and you look past the molecules and you look past the atomic, the atom, and you get into the atom and you get past the protons, neutrons, electrons, and then you get to the subatomic quantum level and quarks and all of that other stuff. When you keep going past all of those things, they're trying now to discover what they call the God particle because they don't have a term for it because they realize mm-hmm. that there is something they don't know what to call it. That's why they call it the God particle that stands under everything as the fundamental reality of all existence. Okay. So it's immutable. So it doesn't make a difference whether you call it a chair or a telephone or, or the skin on your body. Everything that exists or ever will exist is pressed out of the body of God or God's substance or out of this cause. It stands under everything, and without it, nothing can exist. So we have to realize that when we start talking about the, the principles of healing, one of the first things we have to realize is what we are and what we're connected to. We're one with the fundamental principle, the exact and immutable principle of being. We're one with this divine life and love and power and substance and wisdom. That transcends all human understanding. We have to realize that that God is omnipresent and is just as much God where you are right now as there is in any place in the entire universe. That's principle. So you don't have to go somewhere to get more God. All the God you need is right with you, in you, as you, expressing through you. But it's our awareness of that principle of that God, of that divine life, of that health, of that healing, of that substance, of that supply that matters. So what we have to realize consistently over and over again is that we have to wake up. Wake up to the truth that God is whole, I am whole, and God's universe is whole. And that consciousness transforms and transmutes, transfigures Things in alignment with itself. And people say, "Well, well, how is that possible?" Well, you know, um, you know, I love to read the story about Charles Fillmore that he talked about an Adam Smashing Power of Mind, where he talked about how he hurt his leg as a child, and one leg was shorter than the other, and it was smaller than the other, and he walked with a cane, and a, and a, um, um, you know, and he had all type of devices to help him walk a cane or a crutch, depending on how bad his leg was at the time. And when he started walk, working with truth, he started to speak the word to his leg. And his leg grew in inches and width as a middle-aged man. Now, we would say that's impossible. See, but the leg was reconforming to the perfect pattern that's already within the cell. See, the, the, If God is the 
fundamental principle standing behind all creation, then the intelligence of God is in every cell of the body. This is what um, Catherine Ponder meant when she said that the shocking truth about health and healing is everybody has healing power within them because God is in every cell of your body. This is really important that we understand the fundamental truth about God and about ourselves. But thanks, Bobby, for the comment. And this will slide thank right into my next um, uh, point. Thank you, and God bless thank you. Thanks for the thank call. You, thank you for the explanation, the extrapolation out. I think that not only myself, but a lot of people got something from that. Thank you, Galen. Thank you, Bob. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Now, bye. Now, remember, you can call in at 888-558-6489. 888-558-6489. Let me hear from you. Now, H.M. Likady wrote a book called Lessons in Truth. And the first chapter of Lessons in Truth is Bondage or Liberty, which. And it has a very powerful statement. Uh, two, it's two sentences in the book, but they jump out of the book. She says, or she wrote, every man believes himself to be in bondage to the flesh and the things of the flesh. All suffering is the result of this belief. Again, I repeat that. Every man believes himself to be in bondage to the flesh. And to the things of the flesh, all suffering is the result of this belief. Now, she didn't say some people. She didn't say the people across the street. She said every man or every person believes himself to be at some level in bondage to something in the human condition. And because we believe we're in bondage to it, we suffer. So suffering is not the result of what is happening. Suffering is the belief that we don't have power to transform our experiences. We believe we're in bondage to it. Bondage means slavery. So if we believe that we're, in, we're enslaved to the conditions of the world, the economic structure, the health of my body, the situations in my family, the things that are going on in my neighborhood, et cetera, et cetera. But when it's all said and done, the only reason why we suffer is because of our belief. We believe that we're detached from the presence and power of God that can transform any experience. We don't believe that we're already whole. We don't see from the perspective of, in the beginning, God said everything was good, and that includes me. So we have to realize that this is the primary cause of suffering. I want to read this to you. This is, again, from Foundations of Unity. This is so good. And, again, today I'm giving a lot of fundamentals because I want to make sure that without a shadow of a doubt, when you, when you listen to this show and you go back and listen to it again, you'll realize, wow, this was a lot of information that was given. And allow it to work with your soul because, again, I'm not the teacher. Only the spirit of truth within you can teach you, heal you, transform you, guide you. But I can be the finger pointing at the moon. Don't concentrate on the finger because if you do, you'll miss all the heavenly glory. The finger is pointing back within yourself. So it says, the primary cause of suffering, which is forgetfulness of our divine nature, has caused the wrong thinking that has produced mental images of fear, guilt, anxiety, failure, and frustration. These have reproduced after their kind, resulting in lack sickness, and suffering of every variety. 
we may outline the primary cause and the secondary causes of suffering as follows. A, primary cause, forgetfulness of our divine nature as a son of God. I would add to this with dominion over our thinking and feeling. B, secondary causes, wrong thinking, which is built up a belief in separation from God. This has led to fear that we stand alone and the feeling that our ability to meet the challenges of our daily life is inadequate. Wow, that's strong. Other secondary cause, our unwillingness because of ignorance, fear, and indifference to make a determined effort to release the wrong mental beliefs that bind us and produce unhappy conditions. So what these are saying is simply this. When we don't know who we are, when we don't know the truth about God, when we don't know the truth about ourselves, we suffer. So if God is good and God said all of God's creation is good, and that includes me as God's image and likeness, then, and that also includes my body because the scripture says my body is the temple of the living God, the temple of the living God. And if that is the case, then when we forget, we actually align ourselves up with thoughts and beliefs that express in our lives. Jesus had a statement he would use often when he was working with people. He would say, according to your belief, be it done unto you. Now, you think that has to do just with healing or what you would call, quote unquote, positive things? No, it's according to your belief, be it done unto you. So we have to realize that we forget who we are, and we forget the truth about God, we create what we call suffering. Because suffering is a perception. See, but the perception produces after their own kind as experiences. You know, so the experience has to be consistent with the thoughts and consciousness. That's why it's necessary for us to understand the truth about God. Now, this goes into God's will. What is God's will? Because if we believe that God's will is absolute good, then how does that work with health? Well, again, Foundations of Unity says sickness is never the will of God in the sense of its being intended by him. If sickness were the will of God, then to seek healing would be to fight against God. Now think about that. You know, people believe in some religious practices that God visits sickness on people for various reasons. But then they go to the doctor, they go to, and they take the medicine, they take the pills, they do the yoga, they ask ministers for prayer, all of these things to become well. But if you believe that God is the reason why you're sick, then to do that is to go against the will of God. You know, uh, I remember a fundamentalist guy told me one time that, um, you know, everybody wants to get to heaven, but nobody wants to die. And, <laughs> and we have to realize sometimes how backwards our thinking is. God does not will sickness on anybody ever for any reason. Now, I understand you say, well, the Bible says this and the Bible says that. See, when the Bible is using terminology, 
it is using God as the cause of all things. So sometimes in the Bible, it is talking about God as divine law. And the Lord God is the divine law or the Lord of your being working to give you the, back the activity of your own consciousness. So when we are out of alignment, when we are sowing discord, inharmony, hate, frustration, fear, etc., the Lord, the law, has to give back to us things that are, that are in alignment with our dominant states of mind. So it's not God willing it. It is us thinking it, feeling it, expressing it, believing it, making choices that are not consistent with our true nature. And that, in, in turn, means that we have to reap what we sow. For as Galatians 6, 7 says, God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, so shall he reap. Now, the will of God is God's plan of absolute good for humanity and all creation. It is God's will for his good or its good to be expressed and manifested continuously through his creation. So God's will is God's plan. God's will is consistent with God's character or nature, which is absolute good. So God's nature is absolute good. God's will is absolute good. And God's plan is absolute good for all of God's creation. That in and of itself is a very strong statement because if you can wrap your brain around this, this, is just, this isn't just about you. This is all of God's creation. Every species was created to, to manifest its nature, to express what it came here to show up. You can't be a woodpecker. You can't be a hummingbird. You can't be a peacock. But that peacock was, came here to express what a peacock does in all of its glory. And that's a wonderful thing. So we have to always align ourselves with this truth. We have a statement in the Universal Foundation for Better Living that we believe that it is God's will that every individual on the face of this earth should live a healthy, happy, and prosperous life. Think about that. That means everybody because you're an individual on the face of this earth. We believe that it's God's will, God's plan, God's intent. See, this is why healing is possible. We're going to talk more specifically about things, uh, about spiritual healing in later shows. But today, I just want to drill down the truth about God. The truth about God. God's will. The will of God is God's plan of absolute good for me. You can say that for yourself. The will of God is God's plan of absolute good for me. God has a plan for me that is absolute good. I was created to live a healthy, happy, and prosperous life. And when I'm not living a healthy, happy, and prosperous life, I'm not living in accord with the will of God. Now, that's not anything to beat yourself up about. That's something to celebrate because that said, if I've been dealing with all this mess, I don't have to do, deal, deal with all this mess. I don't have to go through all of this stuff. What I need to do is get my mind, get my life in alignment with the will of God working through me, in me, as me. Now, when we come back, we're going to deal with uh, new thought and medical science. But again, I want to remind you that this show and shows like this are supported by your donations. So please click on the donate button and any love offering gift that you feel is appropriate, uh, please receive. Remember that you're working a law when you give. 
And if you feel as though this is value to you, if you can spend money on a show at a restaurant, uh, the movies, and you know, and the different stores for the things that you desire, how much more do you get out of spiritual food? So let me just suggest that you support this with your donations. You can become a tither of this show if you so decide, but support it anyway. Also, just a reminder, one of the uh, uh, hosts of another show on Unity.fm, the Reverend Kevin Ross, will be speaking at Christ Universal Temple tonight uh, at 7 p.m., along with the Reverend G. Day Batchy of Chicago. So if, you are, if you're in the area, make sure you stop by and check him out. I'm sure he'd love to see you. His name of his show is Design Your Life. Also, don't forget about the Unity Cruise. Go to Unity.fm forward slash cruise. Click on it or call the number that's there. Tell them Reverend Galen sent you. I have a, J, uh, a class on Tuesday mornings for those in the Chicagoland area. You can come and check me out. Uh, Tuesdays, 10 to 11.45, the class is the three laws of performance. And remember that I mentioned last week that I'll be speaking at the Panorama of Truth in Canada later this year. You can go to ufbl.org to get that information. And check out my Facebook page at facebook.com. Uh, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell or something like that. Anyway, uh, I will be right back with Truth Transforms. God bless you. Wellness expert, Dr. Michelle Robin on healthy living. In the game of wellness, there's some basic habits that you need to embrace in order to live a well life. In her book, Wellness on a Shoestring, Robin shows you that complete wellness of body, mind, and spirit doesn't have to cost a fortune. Client Eddie Penrice turned his health around with Dr. Robin's Seven Habits for a Healthy Life. I've got to say my body just embraced the change. Besides feeling better, looking better, thinking more clearly. Many of Robin's seven habits for a healthy life are simple and free. She offers tips and shares real stories from clients like Eddie, who've incorporated the habits into their lives and seen the results. You can make this change by being convicted that you will do it, that you don't need anyone else's assistance or help to do it. Make this the year you get healthy. Discover a low-cost, attainable path to feeling better than ever. Order wellness on a shoestring today at www.shopunity.org. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practice, Practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. 
Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Gillian McDowell. And I'm going to really deal with this question about is new thought against medical science because sometimes people believe that and that is absolutely untrue. Now, there are some brands of, of Christian metaphysics like Christian science that do not support the belief of using medical science. Um, our position is that anything that promotes wholeness is working in alignment with uh, with the healing life that already is within us. Uh, we we tell people consistently, you pray, you go to God, and you go to man as God directs if that's what's needed. We do believe that you don't need it if you have a certain level of realization, that if you realize the truth enough in your being that there is a way to heal anything without the need of medical science. But we are not against that at all. Matter of fact, we'll tell people, have you been to the doctor? Have you seen your doctor? Anything that supports um, uh, the wholeness and well-being of people, new thought is for. But when we start talking about how we teach it as principle, we teach it a specific way, which is contacting the healing life of God that is within you. Matter of fact, I wanted to quote something. This is from the book, The Great Physician. There's only one healing power, whether we invoke it through uh, a chiropractor, a dentist, or a surgeon, a pill, or a prayer. There's only one power that heals, and that is the power of God Almighty. And no surgeon in the world, no medicine, no physician could help us if it were not for that power and presence, which is mighty within us. The success of these agents is their stimulation or release of the healing power that is resident within us. So, in other words, the doctor and the medicine can only create the state that allows the healing life to do its own perfect work. But the pill can't keep your can make you live. Life in and of itself can only be sustained by medical science to an extent. But it can't create life, not in the purest sense, because life is something that is beyond the scope of human intelligence and understanding. I don't make a difference if you put it in a test tube and grow and grow a cow in and of itself. The, the, the cells and the DNA within the test tube is still doing the work. Only thing we can do is create the setting for life to grow, for life to evolve. You have to remember that at one point you were just an egg cell and a sperm cell that collided. But within the pattern of of what was created when the two came together was your eye color, your hair color, your height, your skin tone, uh, the, the size of your feet, et cetera, et cetera. So there's an innate intelligence within you. We call that innate intelligence God. God. Now, going back to the fundamental principles of spiritual healing and why this is important. If God is good, and as Bobby uh, quoted earlier from the Revealing Word, Charles Fillmore's The Revealing Word, that the fundamental principle of of the universe is God is good, and it's and you can't argue against it. Then how do you deal with this thing we call sickness and disease? Now, back to Foundations of Unity, it says. It must be remembered that there is no power or reality in disease. Now, what that means is simply this. I don't want people to misinterpret this. Sickness exists. Illness exists in the realm of form. 
But when we say there's no power, reality, and disease, we're saying that there is no principle, there's no divine law, there's no divine will, there's no divine plan that, that stands behind it. That in other words, as Myrtle Fillmore said years ago, if it doesn't measure up to the Christ standard of perfection, it can be changed. And as someone else once wrote, if God didn't create it, it's not real. Real in the sense that it's eternal, permanent, and unchanging. So when it says it must be remembered that there is no power or reality in disease, we have to remember that because it goes on to say, for God did not create it. If mental and physical discords were real, they could not be healed because that which is real is enduring and unchangeable. Disease does not have a divine principle behind it as a pattern for its foundation. Therefore, any belief or condition of disease can be changed because it is not a God creation. The reason why you can always express wellness is because wellness or health is the normal condition or state of all creation. And your body seeks to balance itself or get back in alignment with the truth of its own nature. That just makes sense. It goes on to say, the book says, disease is a condition brought about by man consciously or unconsciously thinking out of harmony with the universal laws of life. This is especially true of the forms of sickness which have been stamped incurable. There are no incurable diseases. Every appearance of ill has a cause, and that cause can be handled with truth. I'm going to repeat that because that's a powerful statement. And some people might be wrestling with it right now. Therefore, I'm going to... Repeat it. There are no incurable diseases. Every appearance of ill has a cause, and that cause can be handled with truth. Now, the question is this. Have you been telling God about your big problem instead of telling your so-called problem about your big God? question because what we do is we go to God to tell God how big the problem is we need to tell the problem that your arms are too short to box with God our mindset has to shift because we continually keep our attention on the issue instead of the wholeness that we seek to express you can't always talk think feel and believe sickness and express Expect to express God's wholeness. That's what Jesus would tell people. Do you want to be well? You sitting up there telling me your story and your script and all this happened and that happened and et cetera, et cetera. That's why I love the woman with the issue of blood because she didn't have any conversation with Jesus. She just said and made up in her own mind. He doesn't have to say a word to me. He doesn't have to touch me. He doesn't have to pray for me. All I have to do is touch the hem of his garment because he represents wholeness. He represents God's wholeness. And if I realize the wholeness of God in my life by just touching the hem of his garment, I'll be whole. See, you got to make up your mind. Every appearance, every issue, every drama, every trauma, everything in life can be handled with truth. The book goes on to say, through the will of God, the body wants to express health and works to do so. 
However, we do not heal ourselves, but we cooperate with the healing process of God, which is going on in us all the time. God is always seeking to express wholeness and healing through us. In the beginning, God created. In the beginning, God named it good. In the beginning, God named you good. That's the realization for this show today. Get that. In the beginning, God. Just God, Alpha and Omega, first and the last, beginning and the end. God's nature is absolute good. God's essential character is absolute good. God's will is absolute good. God's will for me is absolute good. God's plan for me is absolute good. God's intent for me is absolute good. God God, 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 God. Don't get off of it. You can't think of anything else to pray. God, God, God. God's will, God's plan, God's intent for me is absolute good. God wants me to have a healthy, happy, and prosperous life because God loves me just as I am. I'm already holding God. I thank you for listening today. today. We're going to have a great time with this spiritual healing series. Next week, we're going to talk about spirit, soul, body, and really get into the fundamentals of who and what we are spiritually in God. Now that we've laid the foundation about God, don't forget to check out my Facebook page. Facebook, uh, Go to Facebook and just put in a search engine, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell, and it'll pop up. Make sure you like it. I'm putting videos and other things on it as well. Again, check us out at Christ Universal Temple, www.cutemple.org. Check out the live stream. I'll be speaking with the senior minister and another uh, ministerial comrade on Sunday, speaking about the master demonstration. Don't forget to check out the Unity Cruise information. Uh, go on uh, the website, link on it, and let them know that Reverend Galen McDowell sent you. Don't forget to support this with your donations. But most importantly, don't forget that you're the apple of God's eye. God loves you just as you are. God loves you just as you are. I would love to see you tonight. If, you, if you're in the Chicagoland area, come in and worship with us for our evening service at 7 o'clock with our guest speakers. We would love to see you on Sunday, and if not, please live stream. Just We're, we're, we're just going to work and grow and evolve together. I love you all. God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. What would a human life based on the principles of an evolutionary spirituality, look like. Reverend Kelly Isola wants to talk with people of every faith or no faith at all. 
to passionately participate in the next great epic in the emergence of consciousness and culture. If the choice is ours to consciously evolve, then what can life look like at this pivotal time in human history? Join us each Wednesday at 11 a.m. Central Time for Spiraling Consciousness with host Reverend Kelly Isola right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Repeat the words, God is taking care of it, and it will become clear that you are the channel, and that God is the doer of good works through you. This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Cupferly's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity. on hold? Do you feel stuck? Are you a success story to everybody but yourself? Are you tired of getting ready to get ready? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then tune in every Wednesday to Design Your Life with Reverend Kevin Ross and friends. Get ready to answer your life's highest calling. Reclaim your life with Reverend Kevin and friends and explore distinctions for becoming a person of purpose, power, passion, peace, and prosperity. Call in with your questions and comments for real-time coaching and conversation committed to inspiring and empowering you to design and live the life of your dreams. That's Design Your Life with Reverend Kevin Ross and Friends every Wednesday right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Did you know that most of us operate on autopilot and don't even realize it? In fact, psychologists suggest automatic behavior has become the rule of thumb these days. Jesse Harriet wants to talk with you about how to make the switch from barely thriving and functioning to living a fully functioning, conscious, and purposeful life. The all is mind, and so are you. Call in with your questions and comments for Jesse Live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Central Time on Living on Purpose, where we blend psychology and ancient wisdom. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.